0: Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Tinder Surprise, Pegging and Begging, written by Sakina Davies. Enjoy the exploits of an alluring dominatrix. Have you ever imagined what it would feel like to have an athletic college student mercilessly trapped in a chastity cage, and you were holding the key? The hotel room heats up as the strict and severe Alexis ponders what nasty deeds she will do with her smoking-hot stallion after he's spent a week diabolically locked in chastity. Follow the exploits of the confident and alluring dominatrix as she explores the depths of her darker desires, including intense scenes involving boot worship, forced chastity, key-holding, tease and denial, edging, and, of course, anal play. For the more adventurous listener, not just your everyday run-of-the-mill s and BDSM scenarios. This fast-paced, well-written, quick listen is sure to keep you, and Alexis's cute undergrad, begging for more. Tinder Surprise, Pegging and Begging details female domination and consensual male submission with an air of elegance. Strict Sensual Domination at Its Finest And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Tinder Surprise.
1: CHAPTER TWO Alexis dragged Ethan into the expansive hotel suite, leading him like a puppy dog on a short leash. Her staccato steps were consciously slow and necessarily tiny on her towering heels lending her walk the subtle allure of a runway model. Stopping in front of a luxurious sofa that had been slid from its usual place against a wall, and now sat uncharacteristically in the middle of the room, she turned to face him. Have a seat, Ethan. Unceremoniously, she pushed him backwards onto the titanium-white leather upholstery. Understand that, as of this very moment... Lady Alexis is pleased to announce that you have been deemed worthy and fit to serve. I hope for your sake that you will not disappoint your mistress. The woman loved it when she referred to herself in the third person. Like a switch flipping on, it signaled the rebirth of her alter ego, a re-emergence of the unyielding, demanding persona of a strict but sensual dominatrix. Before we begin, let us go over the rules. Rule number one. Henceforward, you may address me as Mistress Alexis or Lady Alexis. Your decision? Either one is fine with me. And you are permitted to speak, but only when spoken, to. Bending slightly, Alexis reached down and withdrew a curious, black, cylindrical object from a convenient leather holster built into her thigh-high boot. She extended the sections, revealing a petite, leather-tipped riding crop. Today, I have my reasons for not gagging that slutty little mouth of yours, so maintain control of yourself. Understood, slave? The leather brushed the bulge at the front of Ethan's jeans.
2: Understood, Mistress Alexis.
1: Very good. Good. Rule number two. Strip off all your clothes and sit back down. I want to enjoy that unbelievably smoking-hot, sexy, young body of yours while I inspect my caged property. How long has it been since I locked you up in chastity?
2: Seven days and six nights, Mistress Alexis.
1: Oh, my. You have been such a patient boy. Her voice had a naturally condescending ring. Tell me, and I am giving you permission to speak freely, what exactly is it like having your cock trapped inside that cold, unforgiving cage for nearly a week?
2: Hmm. Good question.
1: Ethan considered his answer
2: carefully. I'd best describe my chastity experience as... He paused, searching for impactful words. As disastrously successful. Quizzically, the woman's
1: head tilted. And what do you mean by that?
2: At first, it wasn't so bad at all. The fit was right, and really there wasn't too much pressure on my balls or cock. I even did an easy workout on the treadmill, and things were perfectly fine— Although I'm sure glad you shaved me clean before you locked me up. I could see how easily my hairs could get caught up and pulled by the ring around my cock. Or worse, the cage part. Except, then, I went to sleep. I drifted off okay, but then, I'm not sure what I was dreaming about. Maybe you, mistress but I woke up in the middle of the night with the most excruciating hard-on I've ever had in my life. Or should I say partial hard-on. I suppose you knew that I would swell up sooner or later, but that's when things got serious. Because there is no place for the extra blood to go inside the cage, every time I start to get aroused, it feels like my balls and cock are being squeezed in a vice. That first night... Everything ached so much I almost had to text you for the key. Wearing this thing, it's like having a horribly pleasant toothache.
1: So, why didn't you call? You have my number, and I do encourage begging. Alexis was enjoying the uncomfortable recounting of Ethan's time spent with his magnificent, veiny-cut penis trapped in a most demanding chastity cage.
2: I wonder if you specifically telling me to wait for your call and not to try to contact you, or else you wouldn't let me come, had anything to do with it?
1: Ethan's tone was defensive.
2: Besides... I figured that I could always get a set of bolt cutters from the maintenance guy in the dorm and cut the damn thing off if I absolutely needed to. As in, a medical emergency.
1: So, if you don't mind me asking, how do you pee with that thing on?
2: I'm curious. Usually, that's not a problem either. If my cock is lined up with the hole in the cage, things work pretty much the same as normal. Except for sometimes when he gets twisted around a bit inside the cage. Like when I'm sleeping. And then I've got spray going everywhere. Eventually, I just gave up and started pissing in the shower or sitting down like a girl.
1: Very interesting. That's almost too much information, said Alexis. I hadn't given it much consideration before. But I'm glad you're able to shower with it on.
2: Me too. Things would get a little funky down there if I couldn't bathe. But the main thing that is so incredible about your diabolical little device is that I can't actually touch my own cock. I can't hold it to pee. I can't jerk off. And I couldn't get a proper erection if my life depended on it. Thanks to you, Mistress, I definitely can't come. That's the whole
1: point, silly. Like I always say, there can be no teasing without denial, and it's not like you're exactly pushing me away. Absent-mindedly, Alexis twirled the petite riding crop.
2: And the more I think about not being able to come, the more I think about you and your devilish ways, and then the harder he tries to get, and then the more I think about you and on it goes... You have me in a vicious circle, mistress, and I'm begging you to unlock this cage. Let me come, please. Ethan tried
1: to play the sympathy card, conjuring up his most sad and mournful look. I promise to set him free in good time, Ethan. You have been so patient, and you have no idea how horny that makes me. In fact, I'm so wet right now just thinking about your thick cock stuffed into that teeny, tiny little cage, just desperate to burst out. With calculated torment, she lowered her fingers past the laced bosom and whalebone curves of her corset, pressing against the open gash of nylon, exposing her cunt. Her seduction blossomed with faint intoxication... But first, I have some more instructions. So, back to no more talking from you, okay? Yes, mistress. A buzz with mischief, Ethan intentionally pushed his luck, trying to gauge how strictly
2: Alexis would enforce her own rules. No more talking. Not a word from me. Starting now. The test of her control
1: seemed to go unnoticed, Next, I wish for you to crawl on your hands and knees into the bedroom for me. There is a surprise that I have left waiting for you on the bed, and I want you to bring it back to me. However, there is a catch. You must not use your hands at any point, and you will return with the object in your mouth, holding it like a dog with a big old ham bone." Place the object on top of the sofa right behind where your head is now. And, by the way, I thought I said no talking. She slapped him playfully on the outside of his bare thigh with the crop, hard enough to sting, bringing up a cherry welt. But not hard enough to cause Ethan to yelp. Alexis was content with the red-faced embarrassment of her slave as he grudgingly crawled for his mistress towards the adjoining room. And... Take extra care not to get Rugburn on your knees, she called after her disappearing slave. I will not tolerate damage to my property. Ethan nuzzled the bedroom door open with his nose and froze when he saw what prize Alexis had left for him to discover. His eyes went round with fear. There, laying on the duvet, was a strap-on harness attached to a gigantic, smooth-surfaced, black dildo. O.M.G.,
2: you fucking bitch. Momentarily, Ethan wavered. That thing is too big. She'll tear me in two. Maybe I should just quit and go back to the dorm right now. What can she do? I'll just bust this cage off with pliers if she won't give me the key. Ethan's
1: thoughts swirled, knowing that he craved Alexis's touches, however harsh, more than anything.
2: She really does own my cock.
1: As per instruction, Ethan appeared at the back of the sofa, quiet, obedient, and with a massive length of rubbery silicone jammed sideways in his mouth, gently, He deposited the huge curved dildo and harness on the back of the sofa like a dog setting down a quail. Very good, Ethan. Now that you've introduced yourself to Black Betty, I'm starting to think that I just might have to let you come after all, just for following instructions so well. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. First, I must bind you. After all, you are my willing and compliant slave. Now stand up. In an instant, the edge in her voice became strident. Separate your legs for me, as wide as you can, and step into the loops on the floor. Then stay still for a minute, I have to secure your feet. Looking more than a little unladylike, Alexis went down on her knees albeit with some difficulty in her skyscraper boots with seven-inch heels. She cinched up the heavy cloth loops around Ethan's ankles and then pulled them taut, using the wooden legs of the sofa to draw the restraints tight. She popped back under her two-inch platforms and reserved her more regal deportment. Give me your hands. Simultaneously... She pulled his arms behind him and bent him forward over the back cushion of the couch, forcing him to flex at his waist like she was manipulating a child's doll. With cat-like speed, Alexis had each wrist manacled with a separate pair of police handcuffs and attached to a silver circle of metal six inches in diameter, before Ethan had a chance to breathe. The metal hoop pressed cold against the small of his back, And although his legs were impossibly bound, the effect of the ring and the length of the handcuffs allowed Ethan some play with his hands. Are we good, boy? Alexis grabbed a fistful of curly brown hair and held his head up threateningly from behind. His face reddened. I asked, Are we good? Ethan's voice quavered in wild anticipation and genuine unease, not completely certain of what was going to happen next. "'We're good, Mistress.' His cock strained in grudging defiance as if it would explode, shattering the translucent plastic prison into a thousand pieces. "'Excellent. I think that you've done enough practicing for Mistress Alexis.' And now it is time for you to play this game for real. Casually, she stepped through the harness, snugging it up around her shapely hips. Separate your ass cheeks for me, baby. I'm going to fuck you like a little bitch.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Tinder Surprise. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.